0: Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK Weekly Podcast. We hope you will be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! You know, I want to start with a question Why do we celebrate Easter every year? Why do we have to remember the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ year after year? Why Easter? Why this Sunday that we celebrate and remember what Jesus did for us? Well, i got three points for you. And all the three points start with the letter T. First of all, it's the truth. It's the truth. Jesus Christ died on the cross, the cross of Calvary. And we celebrate Good Friday in remembrance of that act of love for us. He gave His life for us. He didn't have to, but He needed to because without that act, of love and sacrifice and faith, we would not have uh, the sacrifice needed to come back to God, to return to God, to have the peace of God. There would be no door open to the presence of God. Jesus made it possible through His death on the cross. So we celebrate Good Friday. But three days later, the Bible said, That Jesus would rise again. God Himself, our Father, would raise His Son up from the grave. And yes, it happened. It's the truth. Jesus rose from the dead three days after His death. And we celebrate Easter Sunday. We celebrate Resurrection Sunday. Jesus is the truth. He rose from the grave. Hallelujah. And Jesus said of Himself, I am the way, the truth and the life. The fact is that every other religion's founder, Christianity was founded by Jesus, but every other religion's founder, they died and they were buried. And they don't claim that their founder was risen. They can show you to the tomb, they can show you to the grave, and there their founder is laid. The bones are there. But Jesus said, I will rise again. Death cannot hold me. Jesus claimed that he will rise. And we as believers claim the same, that Jesus is risen. But for all other religions, they not only do not make that claim about their founder, but they also try to claim that we, our Jesus, our Savior, our founder, he was not risen. They try to put that claim on us. They try to tell us that it's not true that Jesus rose again. But the truth is, Jesus rose again. The truth sets us free. Hallelujah. And this truth cannot be hidden. This truth is worthy of celebration. This truth we celebrate not just every year, people, but it should be celebrated every day of our lives. Jesus Christ Is risen. This is the truth. You know, I heard recently a newscaster, you know, I've been having to watch the news every day. You know, it's good to catch up with the news, but don't watch too much, guys, uh, because a lot of it's bad news. Uh, Watch a little bit, get updated, but turn back to the good news. And the good news is Jesus Christ. But I watched anyway a newscaster say this. Uh, She said the other day, we can all take comfort and courage that China, where COVID-19 had originated from, has returned to normalcy. Because in witnessing the condition of our forerunner, said the newscaster, you know, the forerunner being China, they got it first. And now today we watch that China is getting better and better and coming back to a place where life is normal and people are going back to restaurants, people are going back to school, so the newscaster said, you know, watch this. It's encouraging to all of us because our forerunner is getting better and going back to normal life. And uh, we should all take courage uh, and we should all have hope that if it can happen to China, it can happen to us too. And I smiled and I thought, yeah, amen. But you know, the forerunner of our faith is Jesus Christ. You, you take a good look at the fact that He is risen. We have a lot of hope. Let's read Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19 to 20. The Bible says, This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind a veil where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus having become high priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Hebrews six nineteen to 20 Jesus is our forerunner. Imagine if the one who promises us life after death cannot himself defeat death, how hopeless are we? But that's not our hope. Our hope is in the one who promises us eternal life. He has defeated death himself, and entered into life. He is our life. Praise the Lord. Jesus did defeat death, and He rose from death to life, and now offers us the same hope. This is the essence of the gospel. This is the good news. Now, once again, I want to say to you, yes, He was buried, which means that He died. Yes, it's true. He died and He was buried which is also a truth that many, many people want to deny. They say, no, Jesus didn't die on the cross. No, he didn't really die. No, you know, you Christians uh, are not telling the truth. But this is the truth. Jesus died, he was buried, and he rose again. I want to suggest something to you that you may never have heard before.
1: Ready? That instead of being buried, Jesus was actually planted.
0: And there's a huge difference even though it looks like the same action. Same action, right? You bury, you plant. Both look like it's the same. Take a seed, you bury the seed. You also plant a seed. Many of us use the word bury. And so does the Bible. The Bible says Jesus was buried. And we many times say He was buried. But I want to suggest to you that we should even start using the word planted. You see... To be buried is the end. You you bury somebody in the grave, it's the end. There's not much hope there. And we know that one day we'll see those who have put their trust in the Lord, we'll see them again in heaven. But you know, funerals is a very sad thing for many people because once you bury, it's a sign of the end. But to be planted, listen now, to be planted is just the beginning. So Jesus wasn't just buried, I want to say to you. He was planted. You see, John 12, 23-24 says this, But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Moses, surely I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone but if it dies it produces much grain so jesus wasn't just talking about death and being buried he was referring to himself as a grain as a seed and you don't just bury a seed you plant a seed again bury is the end plant is just the beginning hallelujah so imagine that that jesus actually he died and was planted he was like that seed that grain but it was not the end it was the beginning and out of the ground came life, just like a seed, just like a plant. And Jesus had to die, just like the grain has to die before it can produce life and fruit. And this Jesus has become a tree of life for all of us. Hallelujah, yes, amen. He was not just buried, He was planted. And He rose again from the ground and from the grave to give us life and life more abundantly. Praise the Lord. That's the truth, friends. And that's why we celebrate it every year and we should celebrate it every day. Jesus was planted and He has come alive. Amen. He has become a tree of life. Amen. And when we partake of the fruit of that tree, we too have life and life everlasting. First T is the truth. And the truth must be celebrated. The truth must be remembered. The truth cannot be buried it will come up, and it will surface, and it will come alive. Number two, the second T is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. For the past weeks and months, we've been hit by one bad news after the other. And in times like these, it's hard to find anything to be thankful for, isn't it? But we must, we must find, not just something, but there are many things to be thankful for. Because if we don't, it won't just be the virus that will kill us. We may never, ever be infected by the virus, but we will still find ourselves sick, you know, in our spirit. Because that's, that's what bad news does. And it opens the door to fear. And fear brings all kinds of unwell feelings. and doesn't have to be the virus itself, I said. It can be a different kind of virus. It's a virus just, you know, causing you to be sick to your bones, sick to your spirit, sick to your heart. You feel like, oh, is there anything worth living for? You know, you are surrounded by family. Your children are trying to be as, you know, in good behavior as they can be. But, you know, sometimes they act up. You can come to a place whereby you get weary. And this bad news that is coming to you right, left and center is just, Causing you to be down. Some people even are close to depression. But I pray for you. And we are praying for each other. That we won't go that far. That we will not allow the door of fear to be open. We will not give the enemy a foothold. Don't give the enemy a foothold. Don't let your mind dwell on things and meditate on things that are unworthy. But the Bible says in Philippians, you know, anything that is worthy, meditate on these things, you know let your mind be filled and renewed amen every day let it be renewed in the word and even by praise worship and a good confession and that good confession is found in thanksgiving amen rejoice always the bible says in 1st Thessalonians 5:16 to 18 rejoice always pray without ceasing in everything, come on, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It's not that the things that are happening is the will of God for you. It's not just that. It is the act of giving thanks that is the will of God. The will of God is that we always, as Christians especially, as believers in Christ, that we give thanks and we find ways and we find things to be thankful for. It is powerful. Thanksgiving is powerful. It can change our entire outlook. It can shift our emotions and attitude. It can open doors and opportunities for us. You know that? Just being thankful. You can see see God start opening doors, opportunities. Why? Because our eyes are open. You know, when we are not thankful, when we are just complaining and we are sad and we are negative, you know, doors that are open, we can't see it. We just see things that you know, um, a negative spirit causes us to see. But when we are thankful, things begin to open up. It's true. Try it. Be thankful. Give thanks to God. Don't just pray for things. Don't just petition. Don't just request. Give thanks. Say, thank you, Lord, that COVID-19 is going to be driven away from the world. Thank you for all those people who are in hospitals that are not well are going to be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you that you are protecting us who are healthy. Thank you that you will help the economy uh, to revive. Thank you, God, that you give wisdom to all our leaders. So it's not just about petitioning and about, about requesting God. It's about giving thanks. Say, thank you, Lord, for what you're doing and what you will do. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving opens doors into God's presence where we find freedom and fullness of joy. Thanksgiving, people, comes from remembrance. That's right. Every time we remember, Thanksgiving comes into our hearts. When we remember what God has done for us, Thanksgiving just begins to flow freely. And that's the reason why we partake of communion, right? Why do we partake of communion? To remember what Jesus has done for us and to give thanks. And that's also why we celebrate Easter every year. To remember. Not just to remember, for the real power of remembrance is found in Thanksgiving. Oh yes, that's right. God wants to jolt our memory. If not yearly, daily. This is what God did for us. This is what Jesus did for us. And you know when you think about it, you just give thanks. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you that you were risen from the dead. Thank you that I have hope that death is not the final say, but God has the final say. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you that you're for me, not against me. Thank you that you've done all this for me. I thank you. Oh, when you take communion, you know, the bread and the cup, you're saying, thank you, Jesus, for your body broken for me, for your blood that was shed for me. And how powerful is the blood of Jesus to cleanse and to cover us. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, firstly, why we celebrate Easter is the truth. And may the truth set you free. Why do we celebrate Easter? Because there is power in thanksgiving. Why do we celebrate Easter, number three? It's because there is a transference. There is a personal application of all that we are talking about. It's not just talk. It's not just preach. You know, the Word of God has become flesh. The Word of God is living and powerful, and it's for us today. Not just about, about, about you know, hearing a message, but applying a message. Amen? It's about transference of that power that God has so freely begotten for us, so freely you know, uh, 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 given to us. Freely we have received, freely we will give. So people, listen, I'm sweating here now and I'm just feeling like the Holy Spirit is all over me. God just loves you so much. And He wants to transfer this. Even from this video, you know, anointing can be transferred. Power can be transferred. Not, you, 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 don't, you shouldn't just be a hearer of the Word. Don't just be a hearer of the Word, but be a doer of the Word. Be an applier. Be someone who will say, God, I thank you for this truth and I, and I, and I want this truth for my life. Amen. Let there be a transference. Today, into your minds, into your hearts, let the power of God hit you and your family where you are. Hallelujah! Because there is power in truth. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Transfer, people, all that Christ is and all that He has done for us to our own situation, to our own circumstances, To our own daily living. And let His victory be our victory. Amen. Let His power be our power. Let His truth be our truth. Let His anointing break every yoke in our lives. Let the Holy Spirit just take over our situation, our circumstances, and every problem that we may face. Because God can turn it around. Hallelujah. We're not just a religion, friends. We are a relationship. We have a relationship. We walk with God, we talk with God, we hear His voice and His voice comes in and cuts through all the mess and all the problems. Hallelujah! This is Easter, He is risen, He is alive and let Him be alive right there in your room, right there in your home. Let Jesus come alive in your situation. Hallelujah! Apply the truth to what you're facing. You know, I just told you earlier that we celebrate Good Friday. We celebrate Good Friday like this. Jesus died on the cross of Calvary. He had no sin, but He took our sin upon Himself. You know that. Jesus, Jesus, the perfect sacrifice. God accepted that sacrifice as a sweet-smelling aroma. And He just heard the Lord's cry to forgive them for they know not what they do. And God has forgiven us our sins through Christ. And God has wiped our sins away for those of us who believe in Him, put our trust in Him and desire to walk with the Lord. You know, Good Friday speaks about someone dying for us. You might also have a Friday in your life right now. You can't pay your bills. You're not sure where your business is going. You're not sure about this economic situation there's fears and there's worries and there's problems all around. There's you know, all kinds of negative prophetic utterance. You, know, you turn into the news and you read the newspaper and whatever it is that you're reading, it's just bombarding your mind. And it's like Friday, guys. I know it's like Friday. It's like Jesus having to go to the cross. And Jesus actually didn't want to even go to the cross. You remember his prayer? He says, Father, if this cup can pass from me, Oh, Father, if this cup can pass from me. And then he said, Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Friday
1: is a hard day to face. And many of us have our own Fridays. Many of us have our own near-death experience. But I want you to do this, guys, as you're watching. I want you to do this. Tell your Friday that Sunday is coming. I said, tell your Friday
0: that Sunday is on the way. And yes, there might be fear of death. And yes, there might even be death itself. But I tell you what, there is nothing that God cannot do. There is nothing that God cannot turn around. There is nothing that God cannot resurrect. There is nothing impossible for God. Tell your Friday, that Sunday is on the way. Tell your Friday, you might have plans to bury me. Oh. Tell your Friday, I know, I know you plan to bury me, right? You you want me to be buried, right? You want my company to be buried. You want my family, my marriage to be buried. You want my life to be buried. Tell your Friday, I know your plans. I know your schemes. I know all these that you're trying to throw at me. Tell your Friday, I know you're trying to bury me, but God has plans for me. God will use your berry into a planting and he will plant me. Hallelujah. And I, yeah, I might die in my heart, in my spirit, you know, whatever it is, in my pride, whatever, whatever it is, you know, in my fears, I might die. But God will plant me and I will come alive again. I will not just be buried, I will be planted. And watch how life will come forth when Sunday comes my way. And yes, friends, today is Sunday. Today the Lord is risen. Today is the day the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be planted by the Lord. Be planted by the Lord. Tell your Friday, Sunday is here. Hallelujah. And Jesus is risen. And the one who rose from the grave
1: has the power to raise me up. Psalms 92, verse 13 to 14.
0: Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in all age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Hallelujah. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord. Are you planted, friends? Are you planted this Sunday? Are you planted this Easter Sunday? Thank you, Jesus. I want to read you another portion of scripture. It's found in Philippians 3, 7 to 11. I love it. I love this truth that comes forth from God's, God's word. Listen, friends, it's the truth.
1: It's a time for thanksgiving. It's a time for transference of what God has done to how we will live.
0: Philippians 3, 7-11 But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. And count them as rubbish. That I may gain Christ. I want to gain Christ. You want to gain Christ. And be found in Him. Not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith. Through faith in Christ. The righteousness which is from God by faith. That I, come on, listen now, that I may know Him. And the power of His resurrection, I need to repeat that. That's so good. I want to know Him. You know the word know, I told you before. Know is not just up here, guys. It's not just up, you know, mind knowledge, head knowledge. To know, like how many parts of the Bible says, someone knew somebody, someone knows somebody, and they produce a child. It's a very intimate word. Adam
1: knew Eve and produced life. We want to know God in that way. To know Him and therefore produce life. Not just to know Him, but the power, come on, of His
0: resurrection. I want to know, I want to know for myself the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings. Being conformed
1: to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. This transfer won't happen by any of our own goodness. No,
0: this is not applied and enjoyed because we are righteous. No, our righteousness, the Bible says, is as filthy rags our righteousness and our good works won't do, guys. You know that's true.
1: This transference happens as a free gift to those who would have faith. It's by faith. Everything
0: today, experiencing God, is by faith, not by sight. It's by His righteousness, not our own. It's by His goodness, nothing from ourselves. This transfer
1: won't happen by any of our own goodness, but solely by God's amazing grace. And by that grace, people listen to me now.
0: Not only will I know the fellowship of His suffering, and quite a few of us
1: are suffering, and I know that, I pray every day for you. Not only will you know the fellowship of His suffering, unto death. But you and I will also know the power of his resurrection. Yes, Friday was there. Some of us, Friday seems to still be there knocking on your door. Tell your Friday, Sunday is here. Tell death, resurrection is here. The resurrection power of Jesus Christ. He did it all for us, you know. He did it all for us because He loves us. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten
0: Son. Jesus is risen. He is Lord and He loves us. And He wants us all to experience His love and His power. I love you all so much. Every one of you watching from all our different church plants. You're not here by accident, you know. God divinely brought you here. This is what we call a divine appointment. God can speak even though this is done as a recording from my home some weeks before Easter. Yes, that's true. But yet I believe that God's Word is fresh, living, powerful. Even if you watched it 5 years, 10 years, 20 years from now, God's Word is still alive. The truth
1: is still the truth. Nothing can bury the truth. The truth will always find its way up. And all of us who live in that
0: truth will also find our way up. Up from the grave. Up from death. Up from fear. Up from dismay, discouragement, disappointments.
1: Up from bad news to good news. Up. Let's all look up. Let's all lift up our hands
0: and praise the Lord for He is worthy to be praised. Once again, I want to say to you, my wife and I and the leadership of this church, we love God and we love you. You know, I just read the Bible today that says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then he also says, Jesus said, and love your neighbor as yourself. He says, they are one of the same. You can't love God without loving your neighbor. You can't love your neighbor without loving God. You are my neighbor. And you are also the sheep that God has put under our care. And I count it such a big privilege, such a deep honor to be able to be for this time, for such a time as this, your shepherd. Or should I say, under-shepherd, because I'm under the Lord. I'm under the great shepherd. He is our shepherd. We shall not want. Hallelujah! The Lord is my shepherd. We shall not want. But as your shepherd, as your under-shepherd, I want to say, I pray for you. I believe that God has got so much more in store. Remember, people, remember CNN, BBC, or whatever news you're watching, they don't have the last say. COVID-19 doesn't have the last say. Our God, our God, even death didn't have the last say because God always has the last say. And our God raised Jesus up this day we call Easter. Praise the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you so much for every single person watching. I thank you that your word has gone forth and it will not return to you void. I thank you that your word also has got power to heal, power to save, power to keep us and our families safe. Thank you, O God, that your Word is living, your Word is powerful. Jesus is the Word, the Word made flesh. Thank you, O God, also for your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you for your anointing. Both the Word and the Spirit work together to bring life into our homes, abundant life into every person that is watching and that will believe. And so I pray those of you who are watching and you have not yet put your faith in Christ, You have not yet opened your hearts to accept Him and invite Him to be your Lord, your Saviour. Why not do it today? You're just one prayer away from heaven. And the prayer is simple. It's as simple as we say in X Church, as simple as A, B, C, 1, 2, 3. 1, 2, 3 is my count. To help you, that at a sound of three, You will lift up your hand wherever you are and say, Yes, Jesus, I trust you. Yes, Jesus, I believe in you. Yes, Jesus, I need you. Come and be my Lord, my Savior. You are the only one that was risen from the dead. You are God because death could not hold you. You were sinless. You took our sin. You became our perfect sacrifice. Lord Jesus, I've heard your word. Your word is true and you can never bury the truth. Truth has risen in my heart. And I have faith now to believe. I call upon your name, Lord Jesus. You know, the Bible says, call upon the Lord and you shall be saved. One, two, three, lift up your hand. Wherever you are right now, lift up your hand. One, two, three, lift up not just your hand, but your heart. And offer your heart to God. Say, God, my heart is an open door to you now. And Jesus will come in. The Bible says, Jesus stands at the door of your heart and he knocks. He's a gentleman. He will never force himself. Jesus will never force himself. The Holy Spirit will never force himself. He's a gentle spirit. But you know, when we open our lives to the Lord, He will come in. And the Bible says He will come and dine with us, sup with us, live with us. We will be the home of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We are the temple, the Bible says. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit, not made with hands. This is the work of God. This is what God can do. Nothing is impossible without God. As easy as A, B, C. A, just acknowledge, acknowledge. We all have to acknowledge. We are not in control. No matter how hard we try, no matter how strong we are, we are not in control. And COVID-19 should tell the world and remind the world, we are not in control. No matter how clever we are, we are not. God, we need God. And I know many of you are crying out to God today and God hears you. God loves you. Cry out in the name of Jesus. Call upon the Lord. Acknowledge that we need God. Without Him, we can do nothing. Be believed. Believe with all your heart that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And he has promised those of us who would believe that we will not perish but have everlasting life. Believe. See, call upon the Lord and you shall be saved. Commit your life to him and you will never be the same again. Are you ready for this? Praise the Lord. Let's lift up our hands, lift up our hearts to the Lord wherever we are. And let me lead you into a
1: prayer of salvation. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your love.
0: I thank you that you paid the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. Lord, I thank you that you will now come. As I open the door of my heart, you will come and you will live in me and you will be my Lord and my Saviour. And you will cleanse me of all my sins. And you will give me power, the power from on high. You promised me power, power by the Spirit. You said that you will give me your Holy Spirit. Oh, not by might, not by power, the Bible says, but by your Holy Spirit, who lives in those who trust in Jesus. And by that Spirit, I will be able to live according to your word. I'll be able to live to please You. I'll be able to do what You have called me to do because without You, I can do nothing. Thank You, Holy Spirit. I receive You now. I receive You, Holy Spirit, by faith. Come and fill me. Make me the temple of the Holy Spirit. Lead me every day in my life. Lead me in all my decisions. Oh Lord, give me a brand new life, eternal life, abundant life that's promised by Jesus Christ Himself. Oh, reconcile me to be with the Father. I know that my sin has broken that relationship once upon a time. But today as I confess my sins and as I receive Jesus into my life, as I have the Holy Spirit living in me, I am born again. Oh, I am born again. And today I am one with God. I am one. I have peace with God. Hallelujah. Because of what Jesus has done for me. Oh, Only through Christ can there be salvation. The Bible says there is no other name given under heaven by which man should be saved only in the name of Jesus. And I come before you, Lord. I humble myself and I say, thank you. Thank you for coming into my life today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I receive all this by faith. Lead me, Holy Spirit, every day. Give me a life that can be lived victoriously, overcoming everything that comes my way. Every problem will be turned into praise. The darkness in my life will be turned into your marvellous light. Every sickness will be turned into healing. Oh God, death will be turned into life. Friday will become Sunday. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you.